Hey, what's up? This is Nisi Dash, and you are listening to the Love Is Podcast, as I mentioned before. Uh, here, where we talk about a bunch of fascinating topics, love, life, mental health, sex, whatever we can get into. And I am looking forward to talking to you today about my favorite topic, relationships. And I have my girl, Keisha, here. And she hey, what's is good? a journalist. I try to be. She is She is a journalist. <laughs> and she's one of those people I definitely would think to talk to about this. Nobody knows <laughs> more of this topic than Keisha. And I think Nobody Keisha knows the troubles you've topic. seen? Nobody knows this. Girl, my troubles is not. It's just the beginning. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Tell it. Tell it's it. It's just the beginning. Anyway, how's oh. your weekend going? How's your... Who child? Um, well, the weekend is the weekend, um, right. as weekends do. Um, is it forgiving at all? No, not really, because I feel like the weekends are always too short. It's just, I agree. I just, I, I don't have words no. for how short the weekends are. Yes, yes. I haven't set my ass down in about a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me warn some people because some of the people that's listening, they may not be used to me cursing a lot. I will be cursing this episode. It's a lot of cursing that goes into this episode. Um, Baby, if you don't I, know, now you know. This is the girl that is unfiltered. <laughs> Unhinged. I'm I pretty sure I bring out the worst in you, though. I'm, I'm I like, I feel like I bring out the worst in you in the best way possible, but the worst as well. No, you know what? And that's crazy because I'm older than you. I should lead mm-hmm. with some type of influence. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it's not, it, hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't been that since we met. I'm sorry to burst that bubble, <laughs> but no, been, ma'am. This hasn't been <laughs> that at all. Mm-mm. 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 This has not been a civilized friendship. I mean, it's been civil, civilized. I don't know. We caught up when we talked. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think there's anybody more I talk to more than Ke- like I'm like Keisha, call me, call me Keisha. Keisha. It can be like two o'clock in the morning. I mean, yeah, I need I need your opinion on something. Call me. And then she's like, "What's up, girl? Hit me." Right. Let me let girl. me take this out. Let me tell you something. Allergy season is kicking my butt right now because you see I'm a Canadian. And so right now it's sniffle season. So I'm sorry for everybody who's going to be listening and be like, why is she sniffling so much? My bad. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Don't worry. They just, they was just listening to, to my podcast with me, like talking like this. And oh Lord. Like a 60, like a 68 year old grandma that mm-hmm. smokes cigarettes. Mm-hmm. They was just listening. So, you know, it is what it is, but welcome mm-hmm. anyway to the Love is podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's about dang time. I don't have a it, it it is. It is now I'm just gonna I'll say always it. keep it a buck. It's true. I won't mm-hmm. I won't lie and I never lie to any other people that listens. Um we tried to record a while mm. back mm-hmm. and there was some mm-hmm. and we had some things. conversations. Yeah. Like, yes. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. this was. I had prepared to talk about interracial relationships anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and Key was like, You know, if you ever need me to come on, please let me know. And I, I was like, you. Okay, cool, I got you right. 
And I was like, okay, cool. But then this came up sooner than later mm-hmm. because what winded up happening, which is a long story, but I'll try to pack it in really short. I was out with a friend, um, oh, a white woman. And oh, I need to set the scene before before you know you right. This isn't okay. like this isn't like a race yeah. relations issue. This is I'm setting the right. scene. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I'm setting the scene. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, you know who gives me husband vibes? And she was like, Who? I said, John Goodman. I thought in my mind, I had just seen him recently, and I was like, you know what's crazy to me? He gives me good husband vibes. Like mm-hmm. he just has that warm hug. Mm-hmm. Like when he sleeps, you have to wake up to see if he's still breathing, type thing. Like he's the, no, you know what I mean? Like he he gives you that he gives you dad. Like you call him and say, mm-hmm. Hey, something's going on with my light, my wiring right. in my house. Right. I need paint. He just has that for me. And she was like, he gives oh, security. Who else? Right. And so mm. I named a couple of white men. I'm not going to lie. I named a couple of white men in my mind, mm-hmm. but it wasn't pertaining to because I was with her that I mm. thought about these white men. It just, it was just subconscious. Like I was just like right. John Goodman. Um, I forgot who else I said. Um, but yeah, I was saying to a couple of people mm-hmm. and then she was like, so no black men give you that either. And I was like, oh, am I one of those people? No, you're not one of those people. And I will say what I said in our first recording before it didn't make air. I feel like homegirl was just jealous that you did not stay in your lane. That's it. That's it. It, it, it I stay with my whole chest. <laughs> now, I can't really say nothing. I'm For those who don't have visual, I am light-skinted. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's already that to unpack within the Black community. Right. Oh, she's light-skinned, like. You know, like what she's, what kind of value does she have to add to the conversation? I'm like, well, first of all, sit down. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just so you got to tell me your background, so that way oh they yeah yeah yeah, why. yeah I guess the, the people need to paint a picture, huh? Um, right. Uh, be warned, this will trigger some folks. If you know your history, this one's gonna hurt. So my mom is from Ghana, and my dad is from Portugal. So if you've cracked a history book, that means one race enslaved the other. And it's just, it, it is, it's an identity crisis. It really is. It really is. I wake up in the morning some days and I'm like, all right, here we go again. <laughs> Don't know. Let's battle out you know? today. Mm. And, that's, right. and and that's okay. But yes, this sissy girl wanted, I guess, wanted me to stay in my lane. And, but she called me out on it. And I was like, oh God, like, am I one of those? So lately on YouTube, you know how YouTube in tiktok and instagram Mm -mm. they have these algorithms kind of where they set you up for these things Mm -hmm. right and so it i've been watching a lot of men talk about passport bros so do you know passport passport bros bros don't break it down for me now because that's a whole new thing for me i I haven't heard this one yet this is i love when i can teach you something so (laughs) passport bros are basically (laughs) passport bros are basically black men who are not being treated well in the United States of America. So they go to wherever they get the passport, they go wherever, get a 90-day mail-in bride, um, Mm. and say, oh, this is how, you know, they think women outside of America treat them, would treat them way better. 
And I'm resisting so it becomes a passport very building. strong urge to kiss my teeth right now. And I just... <laughs> Uh, every day I learn something new, it's, and every day I hate society a little bit more. It, it's hilarious to me. So I I was watching that, and I was like, oh, I hope I'm not one of those people where it's just like I don't really like entertain black men because I need people mm-hmm. to know. People who know me know I entertain mm-hmm. very well, mm-hmm. way too often. Mm-hmm. Black men, I don't date mm-hmm. outside my race. But then there's just that, like, you know, there's, I, I don't, I won't say like, there's this like glorified thing about white men that. Is it I the what if? Just, is it the, is it the curiosity or like, what is it like a, like a different factor that you're like, I want to open, you know, I want, I want to open up the opportunity, but at the same time, it's like, is you rocking with me? Cause we rocking with Mark. You know what I mean? Like, is, is are you going to, are you going to be okay when something hits the fan and it, it's very much a black thing and you're like, well, that's odd or that's weird or that's kind of stupid. At that point, you've just taken all the fun out of the relationship. You know what I mean? I don't want to be somebody's like headline. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. like when they go to post me on social media and they're like mm-hmm. my caramel Ooh, yeah, no. logic. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be somebody's first black girl because I really don't feel like I should have to teach you how to be just a decent human being. Right. It um, does not I, matter the skin tone of a woman. You know, mm, you got to right. be a, a, a decent human being. You know, there are a lot of men out here in these worlds that will 100% like treat you fantastically. And then there's a large majority, which seems to be the only majority we hear of, that are just trash. Either you're right. Ted Bundy Jr. or you out here in these streets just beaten on people. And it's a, it's a scary world out here for us women, regardless of skin tone. So men, it, if if you could just not refer to us as your first, you know, <laughs> black woman, that'd be great. Macchiato. Mm. <laughs> as your caramel macchiato, Mm. <laughs> it would be great. My uh, well, here's the thing: my infatuation with white men does not pertain to their social class or their status. It's mm. never been that. I don't know what it is per se, but it's never been about race for me. It, but growing up, right? I grew up in the projects. I grew up with my mom, um, single household, and I just it. It's not like black men. Like, we're not role models. There were great men in my family. Uh, The thing is, though, I just kind of, like, railed over, I guess, if Mm. that makes sense. Like, it just kind of, like, like, railed over to this lane of, like, white men where it was, like, my teacher, I had got into this new school. My teacher gave me a Backstreet Boy album. And she was like, listen to this. I think this is great. No, I'm so serious. It was like my fir- the first Backstreet Boy album. First Backstreet Boy album. My teacher gave it to me, right? And I was like, okay. And I'm such a nice girl. I'm just going to take it out. I'm just not like, I'm not to She really to gave it. you the date, the, 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 the like, the, the gateway drug, eh? <laughs> this she is your gateway drug to all white men. <laughs> she opened the door. She mm-hmm. opened the door. And she was just like, here. And next thing I know, Nick... Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys mm. was like my first. I I picked him, the blondest, palest, blue eyed. You picked AP, the boy next door, girl. The whitest of the hey. whitest. Like I, 
I know. I know. And in in that in that group, like I'm not trying to be funny. In that mm. group, there were so mm-hmm. many urban tastes that I could have mm. chose from. Yeah, you could have chosen Brian, anybody. Right. Brian knew who Boyz II Men was. He was singing Boyz II Men all the time. So mm-hmm. he had an idea right, mm-hmm. of what Black people was. Kevin looks like he drunk Infinity Blood, so he doesn't age. <laughs> and then there's, there's AJ, who looks like the Blackest out of the group, doesn't right. know his dad. Mm-mm. I could have chose him. And he, sing, he sings so soulful. I right. chose the whitest of the whitest and I've been sticking to it ever since and sometimes when I go out on these dates with these black guys a lot of black guys go I can see you with a white man let me tell you and something no, no no wait 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 hold on let me just tell you something because that would hurt my heart I will share some experiences in my when because you're talking about how when you go out with black men they're like oh I can see you with a white guy I got quite literally the opposite so I was born and raised in an area that was very predominantly white. As you know, I am in cold Canada. Uh, And so my area was also exceedingly Caucasian. Um, And I remember like growing up and, and, you know, experiencing dating and all this, that, and the third, all the guys I ever dated were white because they were out there. They were readily available. They were, they were all there. And then, you know, you, become an adult and you know your your relationship doesn't last as long as you think it will oh puppy love and you uh you experience <laughs> you know other people for the first time because now you're not just sub- like subjected to the neighborhood you know what i mean you can set that location to anywhere you want and then i start getting the black guys and they're like so do you do you, do you date black guys and i'm like I mean, I would if given the chance, but I have yet to find one that does not aggravate me like to my absolute core. And it's not to say that they're all <laughs> aggravating, right? It's just there are certain things right. that I don't subscribe to. Like, I, the term whitewashed has been applied to me one too many times in my life uh, because of my music taste. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, a lot of the brothers in the hood look at me and when they find out what my music taste really be like they'll be like oh okay all right and then flat ghost period dots silence there's nothing and so all i've ever dated is is white men and so when i date white men or when i find a white guy like when i was new to the game you know what i mean fresh off the relationship boat white guys would then text me and be like so have you ever dated a white guy and i'm like bruh yes <laughs> yes i have but why right. is that a question why is that a concern among men like i it, it, oh, i i i genuinely don't have the words for it right now i'm actually stumped mm. see that's and that's funny okay so growing up in the projects mm. and i made a video about this so if you know me and you follow um uh, oh let me i'm sorry guys let me just say please like share and follow this podcast as well follow me on i am the Nisi dash and i will put your instagram if that's okay up as well At free spirit she doesn't really be on yeah she but yeah, it's not spelled like really normal free and it's not spelled like normal spirit so good luck trying to find it yeah <laughs> right I'm gonna I'm gonna add her on uh, the thing as well on when I do the little ad 
for us. I appreciate us. you, sis. Yeah, I'm looking out. You're welcome, Bo. Anytime. I so I got things. when I was <laughs> don't make that sound. <laughs> like mm. Make up, mm. Make up, mm. I appreciate you, girl. Make up, mm. I appreciate you, girl. Thank you. Okay, Granny. <laughs> I'm calling you Estelle now. I got uh, Sugar Mama once upon a time in childhood. That's just, that's just stuck yeah, with you me. You give that. I do, I do, I do. You I give do. that. Anyways, continue you about do. your life, girl. Continue about your life. <laughs> okay. So when growing up in the projects, listening to um it would be let's say like i was listening to pop at this time so it was Mm -hmm. for me it was like um whatever was on trl i think at this time like there Mm -hmm. was lincoln park there was corn oh um yeah there was uh limp biscuit there was offspring they're trying so hard not to sink break shit right now (laughs) yeah I did it all for the Nikki. I remember just screaming Nikki. Oh like. my god! <laughs> and Dang. I'm just like just screaming. Those were some Nookie good times, eh? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. And then you explain like the the stuff. So I I always tell this story. I'm not sure if I told you that, but my mom would come into my room with her friends <laughs> and show it off, and she would go, "Look, look, I'm not even mm-hmm. lying to you. Look at this," and they'll mm-hmm. go. And I'm like laying there reading my Backstreet Boy autobiography book, and she's like, and they're like, they're like her black friends. Where, where's the black people on your wall? Mm. There is no black people, and I'm like, oh. And so for me, race wasn't really a. It was a reminder, but it wasn't right. a thing for me till I got older to experience what that truly meant. But that's the funny a funny thing because like. We, when okay, so we're talking about like how like your family would come to your room and be like, why why there's so many white folk? I get it because I was there too, but it's also like nothing. It, it, your attention isn't brought to it until somebody brings your attention to it, and you're like, I am indeed surrounded by white folk. Like this is this is everywhere. <laughs> yes. So and so it's just like they would bring up people, and they'd be like like. And they'll be like, oh my God, like what happened? Like maybe Little Bow Wow? Or mm. I said, I don't even have Little Bow Wow or Little Romeo. So I don't want to choose sides. Okay, okay, we understand. What about Tyrese? Yeah, Tyrese. I'm like, oh, well, he wasn't in the J14. I don't. Oh, not J14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. And my friends was like fawning over, like, these guys and I'm just I was just I wasn't there quite yet Mm. and so I guess like you know dating wise people would say I I would see you with a white guy because he will understand Mm. like this lifestyle my uh, I don't like to call myself a social media influencer or or whatever because that's gross um I'm not I'm not downing anyone who calls themselves that I just don't I'm like just the gonna term. say though because I met you during the time of the global pandemics um because it seemed like there was multiple <laughs> at that point um and you were yeah. just doing the damn thing on TikTok and I was like this girl every time I'm just going through my for you page it's just every other video was you and I'm like oh that's it I'm gonna I'm gonna slide in these DMs real quick that's gonna be my girl <laughs> yeah 
Let me tell you how beautiful that moment was because that was Sebastian Stan's moment. When he when he had did you remember Falcon Winter Soldier? And he yes. was like, Oh, it's in flirting with, with Anthony Mackey's sister. Sarah. Sarah. Yes. Sarah. Yes. He's like, Sarah, hmm. Nice to meet you. Mm. The black girls went crazy for Sebastian. Oh my he god. Just kept letting him know. Yes. So I was just kind of like, yeah, this is why he should be with us. I was mm-hmm. on TikTok like scamming these little Sebastian stands. I wouldn't say little, but these Sebastian stand little girls fandoms, I was trolling so hard. They would come up. You were Oh, in I was making it. so much money off it. Undercover agent. <laughs> <laughs> just, she said, I work for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra, period. I was, oh, I was literally Hydra on there. I was oh, fighting God. with the girlies left and right. I was. I'm his wife. You should know. I'm his mm. wife. Let, you let haven't called. Know. You haven't called no. yourself his wife in a very long time. And a ve- he disappeared on me. He left me. He did. He did. He did. He left he did. me, and he went on. And he was like, "I'm sick of you, little thirteen year olds, running my life." He he really did. <laughs> he really did. He really just signed off the internet that day. You're right. You're really right. Yeah. I love how this is still on topic of like the the interracial couples. Right. This is. This is. Basically, we were, okay. So yeah, we're like 20 minutes in and we're like talking about how all of this had impacted two black girls in the dating world. It'll come up eventually. It all comes up. It's all, it's all stereotypes in Hollywood, you know? Right. And I and I think for me, like I had to when I was doing it, which I guess we could lead into that. When I was doing the Sebastian Stan TikTok, mm. Sab Stan TikTok world, I had to Google like white guy, black woman, mm. <laughs> racial Hollywood dating. Mm. And mm-hmm. I found so many of them. And then, the, so now the thing is, right? I remember growing up, I always go back to this. Uh, my grandmother picked me up from school. And before she could start her car, she mm. looked at me and then looked at the car. We sat there for a few minutes. Now, the reason why she was picking me up was this was my first um, TMI, but it was like I, I had caught my grown woman status, if you know what I mean. I caught ah. that grown woman problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do, so I she do, caught me and she and she had to come get me and she just didn't start the car. I'm like, please, let's get home. Mm-hmm. I'm heavy. I just want to go home. And she stops and she looks at me and she goes, do you, do you think my son-in-law is going to be a white man? She picked that and, moment. She picked that moment yeah. to play that cover. Okay. Yeah. All right, grandma. I see you. I see you. And I was I like, you. girl, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with whoever likes me at the moment. And I think the thing is the episode for me is that black women have such a loyalty to black men. Mm. And black men are and I'm not saying there's not a lot of black men that don't date their own race because statistics prove differently that mm-hmm. a lot of black men are married to black women. My thing is, though, for the Black women that can't find love within our race, I think there's a bit of a small problem with us staying loyal to something that's not really working for us. It doesn't serve you a purpose. Right. And I just Mm -hmm. think, like, there's so, like, like right now, if you go on TikTok, guys, if you go type in interracial relationships, you'll type in, you'll see a lot of 
dark skin, mm-hmm. beautiful lapitas. I call right. them lapitas. Right. Cocoa lapitas. butter on deck. Cocoa butter. If you lick her, you get diabetes type thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like so dark, so, so cocoa. Like you, you, mm. you can just tell it, right? And mm. she's dating what? A white man. And I like I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Like, do you think at some well, point? Well, that, that's the thing. The funny thing is that that is my genetic makeup. My mom, yeah, being a very dark, petite. Like she, she's a stereotype of like what like petite black women look like. You know what I mean? And then my old man who disappeared from the picture, which was a, a, a that was a shocking change. It's usually we hear stories of like. The black man leaves the relationship or the black half leaves the relationship. No, ma'am. My my Caucasian father left that relationship. Um, and honestly, here's the thing. As a black woman, like, I always hate using that term because there comes that, that you know, that crisis. As a black woman dating a white guy, low-key, I feel like it's my white half dating the white guy you know what i mean because it, it, i'll tell you why i as a black woman when you're new in a relationship especially with someone of a different race you're tiptoeing a little bit you know what i mean you're trying to like suss out the waters and see how they're going to react to certain things because like you don't want to just let it all out right now you know scare them off you know you gotta ease them into ease them into the headscarves the bonnets or the the lotioning you know, constant the lotioning, the silk pillowcases. Let me tell you something. The shock of my life. Um, let, let's let's derail a little bit. So, um, I'm currently dating. It'll be a year in two weeks. I'm dating a gentleman, a Caucasian gentleman. Now, I remember when I first brought my bonnet with me to his place, and he was like, "Arf, excuse me, like, like what is this?" I'm like. Well, you see, because up until that point, I was bringing my like silk pillowcases and everything with me. Right. Um, And I was like, well, you see, sir, this is the this is the regular degular. Like, this is how it go. You know, when I'm not around you, this is what I look like. I look like Chef Boyardee. That's just how it's going (laughs) to roll. That's how I go to bed. And then the next time I was over. My man bought me numerous satin pillowcases for every time I come over he'll switch them out every time I'm coming over if I got my bonnet on now he's like oh no no you you still getting it you can you still sexy in that thing and I was like okay all right okay I see you so yeah you have to kind of you have to segue them into it for them to appreciate the beauty that is you naturally like in your natural state and that's the first time in any kind of relationship that I've ventured into that a guy has been so what's the word I'm looking for? Like encouraging or just like welcoming mm-hmm. of my natural self. And it's so funny yeah. to me that it was a white guy. It was so funny to me yeah. because I always pictured myself, even though I've only ever dated white guys up until this point, I've only ever right. pictured myself with maybe having someone of culture in my life in the future. Because I want my kids to hold on to something. You know what I mean? I feel like... Yeah. And it's not to like shit on white people who come from cultured families, you know, like all over Europe and what have you. But your culture Mm -hmm. is colonization. I'm sorry. So 
when it comes to black families also having white people kind of married into the family and mixed and kids are coming out. I just, I want my kids to have culture to hold on to. And I feel like as, as much as I also have culture, cause I am an African woman, not just black. I am African. I am an African woman. I also feel like I don't have enough culture to pass down to my kids. So I feel like I would like somebody who has more culture to pass on to the kids at the same time. I genuinely just want the father of my children to stay around. So whatever, whoever, I just want to make sure that you love those children unconditionally and you ain't going to be out here wrecking houses, you know, breaking homes because you got children and a wife waiting. Sorry, I got a little loud, but that was. <laughs> it sounds a little personal. It's a little personal, just that. But um, it's it's a strange feeling when you are dating someone outside your race and they accept you wholeheartedly. And when you're out in public with them, their views of the world change because you're in theirs. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. for example, yeah. my man's... <coughs> oh, excuse me, child. The allergies. So my man's, he tried to get me a job at his place. So they needed a secretary with journalism background. I figured, hey, I'd be good for the job. Um, and I hadn't heard back from this place in like weeks and I remember we were just driving down the road one day and out of nowhere, the thought came left field from his brain. God, I hope they're not racist. And I was like, the hell are you talking about? He's like, the guys at work, I hope they're not racist. And I was like, that's what you're thinking about mm. right now? You know, but then I had to sit for a second and I'm like, no way. He really adjusted his thought, his thought process about this. He didn't look at it as you've applied, you know, to a job you have equal opportunity. He didn't see that way. You know, he saw it for what it was. He saw it as a black woman applying to a predominantly white industry, you know, and hoping for the best. And that was such a welcome shock that I was like, okay, I guess not all white guys will be the problematic. um, Oh, why would you do that? You know, or why do you wrap your hair at night? Or, Oh, my mocha chocolate latte, whatever. <laughs> stress. You can hear the shortness in my voice because I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I have, just, <clears throat> I'm glad I've had that experience with him. And hopefully there are many more. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. I'm always rooting for him. Thanks. I him. Um, He's a sweet boy. Yes, we when, know. <laughs> yes. Whenever she, whenever she hits me up about it, I'm like, I'm team him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you and a whole bunch of my other friends, because they're like, out of all the guys you've ever dated, this one is the one who treats you like a human being, and he's right. like ride or die. So have your patience he's with him. He's a good man, Savannah. You know what I mean? He's a good man, Savannah. Yeah, you know, you just gotta have your patience with him because you know, in the first year, you can't find out everything about somebody. You know, so you gotta you gotta take it in stride and just see what happens and hopefully nothing bad happens because i like this one <laughs> i like this white boy i really do <laughs> i'm gonna keep him i want to keep him and I, I, right i i i wish that for you because i think that's the most the most important part about mm. dating is that you have to be able to be secure enough to be in the, those type of relationships mm-hmm. 
where you're understanding each other's like you're walking on eggshells around each other yes now yes always remind you i have a bunch of white friends Mm -hmm. and i love them dearly i'm not calling them out but i have a friend i have a male friend and i'll you know i'll call him why we both know who i'm talking about um do we yeah i won't say you know yeah I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It took me a second. It took me a second. Yeah. Me a second. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little slow today. Don't mind me. Yeah. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll just call him why. Mm-hmm. And I started hanging out with him a lot. And at, in the beginning of our friendship, now he's from California. Not only that, he's from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And he, we were eating, I think, like a poke bowl or something. And I was like, oh, my God, this is delicious. And it was like 930. He's like, let's go. Let's go for a walk. I'm like, where? He's like, dude, it's nine thirty. I'm going home. I'm like, I don't know if you noticed. He's like, what? I was like, you do know that I'm black, right? Yeah. He's like, what does Mm. that have to do with it? You're walking with me. I'm like, if I walk with you, they're they're gonna think I'm I'm taking you and I'm holding you hostage. Yeah, and that's the sad reality that we live in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no thought about that. But he, I think he tried to date outside of his race at one point, And he was just like, oh, there was always these mentionings about being black, this, that, mm-hmm. third. And I just didn't want to have to deal with that. And I just think you're, if, if you're going to date a, a black woman, even to this, even to then, to that point, right? Even with just black women, I would say black men, but they never bring it up because black men don't really try to like bring up their own woes of mm. problems mm-hmm. uh to the other race of women I'll, i won't just say white women i'll say other women as well mm-hmm. they never bring it up but when you're dating someone that's outside of your race you have to be socially conscious of what that looks like for you and that's an right. eye opener right at, at, at every single turn you walking with a six foot three black man you're five five mm-hmm. you know maybe european centric features of a hispanic woman whatever mm-hmm. um can cause some head turning and it can mm-hmm. be is he about to like is he about to rob her or, it's, it's you know, a tad jarring sometimes from the outside yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right and you know not only that i think i told you this story but there was me um my two of my white male friends and Mm -hmm. my friend who is an african-american female as well and we were sitting there eating food as struggling actors and actresses struggling actors mood i know this is how i knew i was like oh i'm an actor for real because i'm broke Mm. um we were sitting there sharing food so my friend why Mm-hmm. Gives me some of his home fries off of his fork. And he had just ate. So he's like, mm, this tastes so good, doesn't it? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I haven't really tried those before. Right. And he was like, oh, oh, that's right here. So he cuts it and he gives the food from his fork off. And he's mm-hmm. like, let me feed it to you. And I'm like, okay. I didn't even think nothing of it. I didn't think it was a right. sexual thing or nothing like that. So I'm like, all right. Mm. You know me, fat and happy. So, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just see here, anytime a man can feed me, we in there, baby, we in there. Oh, no. <laughs> you graded. Um, and so this man comes in and he comes in and he says, 
you know, I'm really proud of you dating outside your race. And he talks to me and my friend, my, my friend, two black girls. He's like, because black men are never going to treat you right. You know who's going to treat, you know, because we don't want them. We just, we just F them. Right. And (laughs) I mean, bless that dude for keeping it real on the street though. Like I, but it was like so jarring. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, like, I don't even know if that's the right word, but it was just like, what? Yeah. Like what? Where did that come from? Like we wasn't even aware. Right. And he was in a he was on a bike and he had a spandex biker pink bluish thing shorts. And I'm like, you're coming at us, checking us or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, because we don't sleep with them. We don't take them out on dates. We just would have effed them. I would have just effed them. I wouldn't have took them out to eat or nothing. And I was like, wow, this is happening in New York. But it's New Mm -hmm. York. Anything can happen in New York. It's a heads up. Mm -hmm. It's New York. The rat took the pizza. And the next thing you know, everybody's been losing their damn mind since then. So Dang, not the rat. The rat, yeah. The pizza, no. Yeah. So he he said what he said. They left. The manager Mm -hmm. came and was like, do you know that guy? I was like, we all said no. Never met Mm -hmm. him before and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I apologize. This older white woman in the back comes oh, up, looks at me and me and why, because mm-hmm. I had ate off of his plate mm-hmm. and I was like, and I was eating off his fork. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she taps the glass oh, no. and she looks at the at the guy in the back who she was having dinner with. And she's like, <clears throat> Like she just waved her. This is the most multicultural city of all time. And she taps the glass to let this guy know, like she didn't approve of this whatsoever. I wish y'all could see my face right now trying to process this. (laughs) Oh my God. New York is the most progressed interracially. It It don't sound like it no more. No, it don't sound like it. But it was like, it was so weird to me because everywhere I turned, when I was walking by myself, I was seeing mm. an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. I was seeing, you know, like a black woman with a white man or right. a, bla- a black man with a Asian woman. I mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, New York is progressing way ahead of its time with interracial dating. So for this woman who was like really old, like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the guy was like, I'm sorry, I do not know who she is. I was like, you just said her, dude. You, you just said Yeah. So Man really I tried mean, to sweep that one it. under the rug. Like he was like, I don't know her. I don't bless him. I don't even know who she is. Bless him for trying. Yeah. I don't think it's going nowhere, yeah. sir, but bless you for trying. That's just it's it's eye opening to mm-hmm. what like to black women, I think, in some way, shape, or form when they're dating, like the head turning the nods you know what i think it is though i think black women are i don't want to say we're oblivious to it but we're black and we're women that's two strikes against us in society you know what i mean so our Mm -hmm. our default setting we're, we're not we don't react to it anymore because it's an everyday thing now you know what i mean it's the other cultured men or even the white guys who we date who are now taking it in and they're like, what are these looks for? Or like, 
what the hell is that dude's problem? And it's eye-opening to them. Like, they've never experienced it. And when they do, they're like, oh, this is humbling. Like, how do you not react? I'm like, what do you mean, how do I not react? It's my, again, I will say, it is my default setting. I can't react for my genetics. You know what I mean? That's what they want out of me. You know, they want to see me uncomfortable or they want to see me second guess my relationship or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And so, like, I don't know. It's just, it's insane that you can go out, have dinner with friends, and people are jumping the gun in both directions. Yeah. Dang. Both uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. situations where I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, oh, this is not even my boyfriend. But imagine if that was and how that would have been for me. But I want, I mean, I had, I want, I guess, the understanding more so of women and color and their Mm. loyalty to be studied. Because yes. when when you find yourself being loyal to something that mm-hmm. just doesn't hasn't really been in your favor, and I'm mm. not saying like again, like let me say this loud and clear to the women in the back who are dating an African American male and it's been working for you and is and it's you know nothing to change. I think it's nothing wrong with that. I think yeah, this conversation is about you. Yes, you you won the lottery. Right. It's for the other girlies, right? Right. It's for the other girlies who I think at some point, like, there may be something outside of the box for you that mm-hmm. you, you know, should probably check out. Like, I just, I, I can never fully understand that. Um, <clears throat> where it's like in America for, for, I don't know if Canada's the same, because Black women have the same, like, do, do you guys have the same fight over there? Because we're Girl, I live, I live, I live in the GTA, down. all right? Toronto is pretty much our New York, all right? Ask Drake, Ooh. all right? Because Ugh. men out here, some of them, depending on what part of the city you at, God, <laughs> not, not a bit of, like, nothing civilized. You know what I mean? It's, they're ripping off other cultures. For example, okay, so the Jamaican... Um, culture and language is really strong over in the GTA over in Toronto Mm -hmm. and so when a guy comes up to you no matter what his ethnicity he will be speaking to you in some broke back form of patois and just expect that that is going to work and I'm like sir I understand (laughs) that you are participating in a culture but it ain't gonna be mine I say mine. I am not Jamaican, but like you were not participating in the culture of me, my body with that accent. Adjust yourself and speak to me like yourself. You know what I mean? Cause, right. and some of them are, girl, I don't even, I don't, this, I'm going to get off topic because the, Toronto is a dangerous place to be in right now, girly. I don't know mm-hmm. what to tell you. For the girls, for the gays and theys, it is very dangerous out here in Toronto these days. Um, yeah, but is it okay? Because our over here, mm-hmm. where I'm seeing it is like a lot of women are not being like cherished very much. Yeah, mm. 
maybe that's the right word. We're not being cherished enough. And then yeah. I see a lot of brothers are like yelling. Like, and I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok, but there was a woman. We are going to derail for a second. There was a are woman. Are we talking about the woman who, who got hit a brick? No. No, not her? Okay. There was another Thank one? God. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This one, this one. <laughs> this Girl, one is totally different. This the way one, TikTok's this news woman be running. Like a, I'm telling you, that whoever's there, they, they do not sleep. And I'm proud. Mm-mm. I'm very Mm-mm. proud of them. Um. As a journalist, she is not. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm just, ooh, it hurts my heart. Anyways, continue. Okay, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. There was a woman who went Mm -hmm. out with an Arab Indian man. Okay. And now, mind you, he had a very expensive date that they went on. Mm -hmm. And um, that he was going to take her. He was going to take her to a very expensive diner or dinner. Okay. uh, Reservation. She was an hour late for that reservation. Mm-hmm. So instead, he got another reservation to Cheesecake Factory. I'm not sure if you remember that. I mean, that still that sounds one. cute to me. Okay. She didn't get out the car. She locked her door and she filmed it. And she was like, I got ready. I got pretty. And the best you could do is Cheesecake Factory. Girl, let me tell you something. If you were on time, it would have been the best night of your life. But you decided you wanted to be fashionably late. In the most disrespectful way, you got what you deserved. I said what I said. Yeah, so it's, it, I think personally, when it comes to like situations like this, the, even the woman that's getting, that got hit by a brick, us untapping out of social media for a second, when it comes to the dating world, mm. has to be mandatory. Because watching a woman who can lock herself in her car to say, well, I'm not getting out for cheesecake. Because to me, first of all, I'm not going to rip into her. I Mm. I just don't have the energy to. Mm. I don't have the energy to. There's a lot of young girls now that have a very high expectation of how they should be treated. They're not wrong. Those standards should be met. You should have high standards standards for how people treat you. Yeah. Right. But you should yeah. also have realistic standards as to what you are going to be met with right. in this current society. Have you seen the economy right now, sis? It has fallen everywhere. Do not expect Christian Gray to pick you on up and everything to be hunky dory. Ma'am, adjust your priorities. Sorry, I got real huge. Adjust your attitude. Yeah. Adjust your attitude because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and I already made us late. I would have felt horrible. Right. about making us late and Absolutely. then for you to turn around and take me to cheesecake which i think cheesecake is really expensive i went there one time and i paid for a date um and i just was like oh never again um mm. <laughs> next mm-hmm. time i say i'm gonna go somewhere i never i never do i do have a rule so i don't know if you heard my rule my rule is in case people are wondering like why did i pay for the date the first time my rule is and i'm not i'm like letting my secret out now but it's okay. People will get over it. Mm. Um, if I don't like you and I didn't have a good time on this date, I'll pay for it. You are not the only friend of mine who has this rule. I will tell you this right now. Very <laughs> much so. You are not the only woman yeah. that I know yeah. who has this rule. And like, right. they will if only I- ever go out on dates if they know they have enough money in their bank account to back themselves up. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, if this is a, a flop, mm. I need to make sure I can flex mm-hmm. on homie real quick so he knows what he about to lose out on. 
Yeah. Yes. So yes. I don't go out on dates normally without money. It's a rule of mine, a rule, mm-hmm. rule, rule. I do not go out without money. And if I do take that chance to go out with you on money, please consider yourself very lucky because I don't. Normally I pay for the date. You'll never hear from me again. And I promise you, I will ghost you like the ghost <laughs> that I am. I, right. The Casper in me, you will. <laughs> It will be spooky season. I will not. Spooky season. Call me boo because you'll never see my ass again. Like never. clear as day. But I I think when things like that happen and we're watching social media, we're watching this dating scene, especially for like young women like us, it makes mm-hmm. it really hard because these men are now getting scorned and they're like, Oh, you know, these women they itch, all they want is they nails and hair did and everything else. I I could care less. I don't have the time to argue with you about city girl mm. life. Mm. I'm way too old for that. Like, yes. if, and right now, yes, like right now I'm living my best city girl life. I won't hold you. I am. I enjoy being single, but I don't, I don't have the time nor the patience to be defending why women should be treated as equal. Yeah. When yeah. It, most it shouldn't of the, even. Most of the century. We are in the year 2023, and the fact that women are still fighting to be treated equal, granted not as drastically as we were fighting once upon a time in history, but still fighting, you know, to be heard as equal. And it's just like, why am I still fighting? My ancestors did this already. Why am I still putting Uh, in the same amount of effort? Yeah. To be heard, to be respected, mm. for girls to say, "Listen, I want a man who's going to bring me flowers. Mm-hmm. I want a man that's going, you know, want to hang out with me, that likes me." They, and then I, I don't know if you remember, I sent you like a tick, not a TikTok, a Twitter thread about a whole bunch of ex boyfriends that or boyfriends that oh don't like their girlfriends. Oh my god! Yeah, that was nightmare fuel. Are you kidding me? As somebody who has experienced one of those tweets on that on that thread. Oh, it yeah. triggered me something fierce because I'm like, like, have you ever seen that TikTok? It was like, would you survive a con like a confrontation with the alternate version of you? Would you survive yeah. a conversation or a confrontation with your variant? The answer is no, because my variant came up that one time reading that that Twitter feed, and I was like, oh, some of y'all really want to die. Because when your chicks find these out, oh my god, you are not going to survive this decade, sir. Oh, trifling. The way I read it, so for those that don't know, and we're talking about, there's a Twitter feed. I, I have put this on my Instagram before, and there was a bunch of men basically telling you like how they don't like their girlfriends. One time, this guy put... This guy posted up on there. My girl stayed for the whole weekend. Dog, I almost cried. I was just so unhappy. And I'm like, oh, you don't like your girl. Like, I I don't think anything's more scary than being with someone and them not liking you mm. at all. Mm. That's so, that mm. is so, like, scary to me. It- how, do you, how do you go on Twitter and tell me it's the people you don't like me? Like, how are you, first of all, how are you so brazy as to be like, yeah, my girl will never find this thread. Like, my dude, if she follows you on Twitter, she probably already knows. And, you, you like, she's just biding her time right now. She's just like, oh, don't worry. 
I'm going to get you. One day, I'm going to just vamoose and everything in your life is going to turn to shit. You're welcome. Everything. <laughs> everything. I and hate that's it. Just, I, I, I hate that thread right. so much. And that's, the, the yeah, the dating scene is, and as I pretty much said before, mm-hmm. it's like piss. It has piss in it. And the water is not as clear. It's not as fun. I took it's myself Lake out Ontario of it. I just, out here in the dating pool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, what? I don't know what that. I don't know what that lake is. That Lake Ontario is over here, uh, but you, over you, it's um. It, oh shit! What it's is the, the lake, lake where you? everybody keeps Lake Lanier? I think it's Lake Lanier. Sounds accurate. I think. Yeah, Lake Lanier is like kind of like the worst. People keep going missing. People keep swimming in. They just drown people keep going missing girl and Yo, they y'all okay close. over there we are not we are not i don't i can't understand how climate change is not happening to anybody else but us but it's understood because we're hell oh. we're, we're hell no what's happening over here too but yeah. we're joined by land <laughs> yeah yeah the, we are we are not doing well but the date the, the dating scene is equivalent to that and i just like I guess I wanted to have you on here to talk about that and what, like, mm-hmm. the options of, of what that's like dating outside your race. And I mean, even I can give you a play-by-play. Play. I can give you a little bit of a play-by-play. Play. Um, it was hell. Okay, so I'll give you background. Um, I was in a relationship when I was young. I was a young and I was like 14 when I was in this relationship with a guy for eight and a half years. It ended much like one of those Twitter threads. And that's why your girl's variant came out reading that entire thread. Um, But, you know, as one does, you put yourself on online, you know, all these different apps, Tinder, and I don't know, what was the other one? One that faded out, hot or not. People aren't using that anymore. But like, you know, the Um, equivalence of that. Oh, and that, that is the one I stuck with. So that is how I met my current man's um on pof it was strange because when you go on there it's it feels like it was designed in like 1998 you know what i mean like ain't nothing changed in a very long time it's very old school and it hurts my heart but i feel like that's where all the old souls hang out if you can weed through all the rubbish (laughs) so you will get hit with all the bottom of the barrel has to offer for a very long time it was how many years? I think six, five or six years after I broke up with my ex that I met my current man. And it was a long, long journey to get here um, because I was also in school. You know, I was I was doing my journalism thing. And, you know, that's that's just what life do sometimes. It keeps you busy until the right one comes along, you know, Um but dating as a black woman was uh, cringy, to say the least. I remember going on dates with some shorter kings who were also of the Caucasian variety. And, you know, sometimes when they play their cards right, things get steamy. But the second you say, I've never been with a black girl before, or the second you start calling me by like foundation names, you know, like, mocha and chocolate and you know my what's another one butterscotch the second you start calling me by foundation names um my head's already out of the equation sir don't talk to me no more this will be the last time you see me 
I'm like this this ain't cute. None of this was warranted. Um there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. I wouldn't say there was as much negative um just because if I saw it going there because of what I have experienced in the earlier stages of of like searching, you know what I mean? I was very cautious, you know, how many years down the line. I was like, okay, We've lived, we've learned, we're not putting ourselves in certain situations anymore. So, you know, when a guy starts to get aggressive through text and it's majority of the time a white male, um, you're just like, all right, Mr. Clean, bye. Like, <laughs> tell tell your hairline I said hello. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at that point, you just meet them with the same kind of energy they're meeting you with. Um, but for the most part, it was... I wanted to say it was a decent experience. I can't lie to you. It wasn't that great. It wasn't a great experience. Um, I, not to say that I didn't enjoy being single. It's just when I was single, I was a hermit because I'm a journalist. I stay home. I watch the news. I'm constantly on my phone. There's, there's, there's nothing else I can do. You know what I mean? And so the odd times I was going out, it was just girls night and stuff like that. And even then guys don't approach me. for girls night at all not once in my entire adult life have i been offered a drink at a bar at a nice setting you know what i mean like i know right now we're not taking drinks from strangers but like i very much am an old soul and it's like i would have loved to meet someone at a bar the old school way you know you get to talking and the mood is all nice and set and you exchange numbers and you keep it going from there that doesn't exist anymore in this in, in this day and age you know what I mean? You got to look. You really got to go out and find your people. And when I found, you know what? I'm just going to say his name. When I found Paul, I got a rich nigga named Paul. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, safe. Oh, sorry. But um, yeah, Paul is a fantastic guy. He's, let me paint a picture for those who are listening. Um, I am 5'7". Paul is 6'6". Six, six. He is 310 pounds. He's borderline linebacker. This boy is heavy. Okay. Not heavy in a bad way, but heavy in the kind of way that like you would expect him to be able to defend himself in any kind of situation himself or me. You know what I mean? And I've never had that kind of security in a relationship, not just physically, but emotionally where he makes it okay for me to talk you know, or like express certain things or, um, you know, men don't exactly have a great track record of communicating their feelings. So that's just like worldwide, but he's doing okay. You know, as, as good as, you know, a sheltered, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. much single child can do, you know? Um, but the more time I spend with him, the more he grows and I see it in him. You know what I mean? Like, He's striving yeah. to do things and, and like, he's not just striving to do things for himself, but for the two of us, which means it gives me that security that he sees me in his life for the long haul. You know what I mean? Or at least for a decent amount of time. You know, I don't want to say like forever because everybody says forever and then some shit hits the fan and then suddenly forever just ended. You know what I mean? So knock on wood, not going to jinx it. <laughs> but um, yeah, my relationship with him is healthy you know what i mean like there's 
I don't even I think there are I don't, I don't even think there are boundaries. Like there hasn't been a conversation where we haven't sat down and talked it through. There's when you're in a relationship with somebody, there's no need to put up walls because this person is meant to be a wall for you to lean on. You know what I mean? And I would like to think that hopefully he feels the same. But then again, I won't know. Maybe he's just like this with everybody. This is where those conversations <laughs> of like crazy girlfriend comes up. And it's like, how many girls you dated before me? I'm not one of those girls who wants to know at all. I, I don't care about your numbers. I don't care about your past. If it comes up in conversation, sure. I mean, like, it's inevitable. It was a part of your life at some point. You know what I mean? But it's it's not a mandatory thing that I need to know. But, like, talk about your relationships. Because you've dated, you've dated men of color. I have not. <laughs> and so... I was waiting for you to be done so I could be like, let me tell you yeah. what it's like. No, no, go, 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 go. Tell me about your life. Because... My life is uneventful. I'm a hermit and I'm light skinned and I'm dating a white man. That's it. <laughs> light skin Keisha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my experience with black men haven't been awful. I won't say that. Um it's been a learning curve, I think. Mm. Now for those that don't know, I was married. And I was with somebody that I knew since I was like eight years old. Now, he always tells me, like, stop saying that because we, we didn't know each other our whole life. We know yeah, each other. Yeah, you did. We met at eight years. Yeah, we met at eight years old. We separated. Mm-hmm. We met back up, back mm-hmm. again, like in our teenage years. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of had that connection. And next thing I know, we were kind of together. But it wasn't, my first relationship wasn't the smoothest. It wasn't. I don't know if that's with everyone, but my first love wasn't the smoothest, but I wound up marrying my first love, um, losing my V card to my first love and all of those other things. Oh, bless you. I love that. That sounds so sweet. Yeah. Like when you think about it, it's but don't continue. Toxic. Yeah. It's, it's toxic though. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, we knew where this was going. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I tell my mom all the time. I said, had you let me date sooner? I probably would understand how to maneuver around men mm. now being my age. I don't know how to maneuver being that. And I've been Oh, so was your mom one of those years. people who was like, you can't date until you hit a certain age? Yeah. So I started, oh. technically, I was dating my ex when I was like, I was 16, mm. going on 17. He mm-hmm. No, he was 15 going on 16. I was 16 going on 17. Okay. Um. And but we kept that a secret until like I was of age, and then right. like my mom was like, okay. And then I didn't lose my virginity until I was about twenty one. So oh, so you I waited, waited. Had... I am not experienced in this game. That's why I tell y'all I'm out. <laughs> so, suddenly, I feel like a bit of a hoe, but no hoe, no, 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 no shame. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not nope. hope shaming. I'm not slut shaming. No, I'm not doing any of that. But suddenly, I feel me neither. Me I feel neither. But right, that was, and technically, that was my only real relationship. After that, mm. I was in a situationship, and I was in that for like a really long time, and that was new to me because. Like you just, I think with somebody with more experience in a situationship, you know how to move. You already been here before. You know how to move with other men. I did not. This was the second guy I had like really dealt with. And I was like, oh, 
this is my soulmate, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Mm-hmm. No, it, 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 he, he didn't even like, like, I'm, I'm one of the girls, I'm pretty sure on Twitter that I would have found out, like, he didn't like me at all. Mm-hmm. It like, kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh, you don't like me at mm-hmm. all. Okay. But it took me such a long time to get there. And so now I was like, you know what? After that, I saw, because I didn't, I've been going on dates, but it just hasn't been the best. Right uh, experience, and I've been getting nothing but dick pics. And I, girl, I remember mm. kind of like crying about this. I was like, "Y'all gonna stop sending me dick pics?" I'm like, I remember girl. having this conversation with you. Yeah. Like, genuinely, yeah. you were upset, and I'm like, "All the power to you." Yeah. Should be upset. I mean, that's taking up yeah. bandwidth on your phone. Damn, but like, yeah, right. Oh. And then one day, like, I and I told her, I said, one day, this guy who's older, um, TikTok guy sent me mm, I'm still mm-hmm. in contact with I'm I'm still in contact with him by the way. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll see you. guy sent me sent me a DP mm-hmm. and I was like I know why I was crying. I was lowballed. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> what I was being sent was mm-hmm. disrespectful. That is a uh-huh. DP. That I didn't ask for it but I was I was given the Christmas gift. And months early, months, months early, and I was like, you know what, Jazz, you was crying about the wrong thing. These guys were lowballing you, and here you mm-hmm. are with a high roller. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I haven't, I haven't been in a relationship. I don't know if I, I don't want to say I don't see myself being in a relationship, but. I don't have it right now to be in a space where I could give someone else some type of attention. Like, well, that's the thing though. I feel partially the same. Like right now, like for reference, I'm 28 going on 29 and I feel like a lot of things should already be in place. And because I don't have a lot of things in place because my career is very like sporadic and like, it's, it's not as stable as it will eventually be. I feel like yeah. I technically don't have anything to offer in a relationship, you know, but mm. at the same time, I am very much a social creature. And so I like sharing my time with someone. So that's my love language. That's what I'm doing in my relationships. But like, no, you know, yeah, we'll like, see, girl, no, that's I applaud your you... singledom. I really do. Because like you out here and you're just yeah. like on it, you know, doing whatever it is that you want to do. Nothing is, you know, you don't have to worry about the opinions of others or anything holding you back or whatever it is. Go off. <laughs> it, no, listen, I I'm not well, I'm not fully where you are, right? When it comes hmm. to that, because to some to some degree, I don't have a stability in my career either. But That's it's fair. just, it's not even just like it's not even just that for me, like the stability, like, oh, I, I'm, if I'm where I'm at in my career, I'll be fine because I was where I was at the hotel. I was at the height of my, pin- like of my career. Right. Like the pinnacle yeah. Of that. yeah. 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 And I still wasn't dating. And then I was just like, you know what? At some point now me not being like even that, but taking care of myself, I just realized I was just like, you know, dating, uh, dating black men. Mm-hmm. Take a lot of energy. Can't relate because you have to. Take, yeah, you just—it's okay. You just <laughs> there's a lot of that, and, and and my thing is what's funny about that is my experience, my sexual experience, hasn't been with black men at all. 
really hmm. it's been with hispanic men Ooh, those yeah. are dangerous yes and mm-hmm. Hispanic men haven't been the best to me either. They really haven't they been the best horrible. to me either, child. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> We're not trying horrible. to shit on Hispanic they, men. We're just yeah, saying that no. the ones who come out the weed work ain't the greatest representation. No. And the thing is, I'm I'm appealing to them mm. because I don't look completely Afro-American, mm. like African-American. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They'll be like, you look like you're a Dominican or you right. could be mixed with something that makes them okay for them to lie down with me. But it wasn't right. okay for them to be like, I want a relationship. Mm. And so because I'm so dumb and even like, and I'll no. say this, I used to judge this. No, I'm serious. The Okay. Background, I'm going to derail for a bit. My dad mm. is a player. Mm. My dad is, he's a good, he's a, he's a player. So the women in his life will be like 50, 60 years old, 50 something years old where he, in his age, 40, 50s. And they'll be like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, I met your dad. And I'm like, you're an idiot for dating him. Like you should, no. up, you should know better. No, I'm, I would be like, you need to grow. You should know better. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who has dealt with him should know better. And now here I am at 30 something years old. I, I feel as though I just don't know better. Like, I just like, mm. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So I understand mm-hmm. now. I'm like, you know what? I was out here calling you dumb. Mm. Here I am. So you're like, mm, I get it. Like, oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm looking for someone who can do this, that, and the third. And then they'll get some milky or good steamy. And they're like, oh, I'm just not looking for a relationship right mm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that tight lip thing that you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized that the people at home cannot see my facial reactions. And I've yeah, been salty no. for the large part of the past two minutes. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like our mm-hmm. lips are like tight. But I, I look like the experience. Grinch. I don't like- <laughs> yeah it's my it, listen it's my experience i this is where i say i own up to a lot of the stuff that i didn't know as mm-hmm. an adult being 36 now i'm like you know what i realized i'm not in the space to make like to to play the game the way that it's supposed to be played with men yeah, yeah. you know with the men of my culture I, mm. I would love to date somebody else. I was like, right. outside of my race, and I'm not saying it's going to be better either because clearly I'm a black woman and in and, and societal eyes, because of the media, we look like Jezebels. Like we just look like, yeah. they all they all think that we're like sexy red and, and right. like, you know, out here. Oh God. <laughs> just, it's, so like it's so much effort. It's so much effort because they have this like, idea in the back of their head of what like black women are and i'm like sir we come in many different flavors you know we come in crazy we come in calm but we we come in many different flavors and you got to make sure you find the right one on the spectrum for you we are not all the same we are not cartoon characters that you can just up and pick up and be like oh yeah this is gonna be hot it's no (laughs) right Right. And the thing is, I keep telling people, I'm like, you can have a black woman like Sexy Red, or you can have a black woman like Michelle Obama, or you mm-hmm. can have the middle ground that's Beyonce. You don't know. There's right. so many multifaceted versions of black women that black women are just not one spectacle because that's like so happening to be in the media. 
I'm there. I, I look at myself sometimes. I'm like, me and the I'm queen. queen. Yeah. Queen Latifah I is be her. very relatable as, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then there's, there's, there's Sexy Red, there's Queen Latifah, there's Michelle Obama, then there's Beyonce. Right. You know what I mean? But there's those level of that. Like, and Beyonce is not like, I would say Beyonce in the sense of looks. I would say Beyonce in the sense of career wise. Mm, no one's like the career goal, woman type goal oriented yeah, right, right, right. goal oriented no one holds that bar higher than Beyonce mm-hmm. because she saw what she wanted hungry for it didn't stop it and she was like look I could get everything else later right I'm I'm gonna keep doing this pinnacle thing and then there's Michelle and it's not just because of the hierarchy of her president you know presidency with her husband I'll say Michelle because no matter what, Michelle takes the high road to things. Mm. Michelle, Michelle is just class. Like she's just yes. she like oozes. She oozes that. Um, she's charisma, got this like elegance about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's almost in a way of like uh like Kerry Washington in my mind. Like she just walks with a purpose. And well, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I and do. then there's that. And then to me, it's like, I understand. Like, then there's Queen Latifah. And to me, Queen, the Queen Latifah for me uh, has been the epitome of what I would think is a creative woman. Especially the fact yes. that she's from North New Jersey, which is next door to me. But she's so creative and she's mm-hmm. so versatile that she's made a way to be in the mouths of white people and black people and never right. cause so much of a spectrum. Like Right. She's, spe- she's versatile. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like she's versatile. She's she's a black woman that I'm not saying other black women aren't women to look up to, but like from my own personal life stories and experiences and like even physically, you know what I mean? The journeys I'm yeah. going through relate so much with Queen Latifah and you know, the older I get, the more I find that I go back in time to things that I wasn't around for because in comparison mm-hmm. to like other friends of mine, I'm sometimes the youngest in the group. Sometimes I'm the oldest in the group. It just depends on where I'm at. And if I'm the youngest in the group, I really feel the need to go back in time and just like watch the things I missed out on. Like I, I remember when I told you I was really going through that living single phase and I was watching it like every day. <laughs> And I was like, Queen is my girl. Oh my God. Why was I not around for this? She makes me feel so comfortable to be black and, you know, and all this. And it's just, thank you. Thank you, black women for being black. Just th- thank you for uh, and all of your multifacetedness. If that's not even a word, but I'm going with it. But like, and all of your everything. Thank you just for, for being unapologetically you. Right. And mm. that's that's the thing when I think of like to me, like a lot of black people right now, like the, the culture is yelling, sexy red, Sukiana, mm. um, these are girls that are ruining us. They're ruining, you know, the hard work that black women had to do to like get up and and I'm just like, No, they're not ruining anything. These young girls are not ruining anything. Mm. What they are is young girls. These girls right have a mm-hmm. way of, like like Lotto, Lotto, Silkiana, Silkiana's 30. Uh, Sexy Red is like 23, 24. But like they have life to learn. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this isn't going to be yeah. them for the rest of their lives. This is them currently. You know, we all 
you know, did or looked a certain way, whatever it was, when we were coming up, just trying to find ourselves, you know what I mean? Especially in a community that is so stereotyped, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of cultures, we all have stereotypes, but I feel like black stereotypes are some of the most common, but that's just my own opinion, you know what I mean? And so when you have all those stereotypes and when you don't, when you don't identify with those stereotypes, that's when you become like whitewash. And that's when there's that divide between black women and black men sometimes as well. Right. That's why I can't date a brother because he look at me like I'm whitewash. <laughs> that, that sounded kind of sad on the audio. I'm just, I'm not saying I'm sad. I'm just saying that's just a fact <laughs> of life. Okay. <laughs> it's, it did sound very, very it sounded defeated. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. And here mm-hmm. I am telling you, like, you're not, you're not really missing out on much. Oh, there's, there's, there's a, a few, sides. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you. There's a few, there's very few, but far in between mm. good black men that I've witnessed and I'll go. And, and the, here's the thing. I want this to be loud and clear for the women in the back who are witnessing the Russell Wilsons of the world. The mm. guys that are good and treat you good. But mm-hmm. they just may not be your type. Mm. It's not your problem. You are not Period. the problem. Period. It, he may be a good man, but if you're not emotionally, attra- like if you're not invested or attracted to him, it's okay. And I remember saying this to my mother. I said, you know, I met the nicest guy in the world, um, but the problem is I'm just not attracted. I'm not there. I just don't see it. And she was like, well, maybe if you just go out a little bit more, maybe you can just like ease your weight. Maybe you'll slowly be in this attraction with him. And I'm like, I can't, I don't see it. I'm not that, I'm not that girl. Either, either you make me jump or you don't. Mm. And Mm. if you don't make me jump, that's it. I can't, I can't grow to it. So Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, most women and men know when they found the right one for them. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like most men will settle for something that is close enough, even Mm -hmm. though they know they're not necessarily going to be completely happy in a relationship. And that's when we get all the bickering and the back and forth and the Twitter threads. You know, you did that to yourself at some point. But like women, Mm -hmm. we know that. Like you said, if you make me jump, you make me jump. That's it. Like, I'm locked in, you know, deal or no deal. Boof. Solid. You know, we're committed to that. But some guys will just be like, yeah, she'll do. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. And and now be for the girls, too. Not everyone is a Sierra. You know what I mean? Sierra Mm. met Russell and thought he was good looking. And not only that, he's so happy to treat her well. And then they created this life and this brand together where it's wholesome. You know, it's just not, not everyone's going to get lucky like that. Like, you know, and I I used to be a very judgmental person where I'm just like, if you let a man treat you like trash and you find a good man and then, you know, there's a problem. I think personally, it's just to each his own, whatever rocks your boat. That's what may be it for you. You know what I mean? Mm. That's just maybe where you are. I don't know. I just, I just think like, just because you meet a nice guy doesn't always mean that that nice guy is for you. And let's just keep this in mind too. Not every guy is a nice guy. Mm. Some, some know how to play the, 
play the nice guy rule really well. Say it louder for the people in the back. Some guys. <laughs> <laughs> she really no, came up to the mic. Said, I didn't come <laughs> to the mic. Yes. Oh, there's man. some nice guys who are just not good. Child, I feel like we yeah. went all over the world on this topic. It was I so know. like... It was everywhere from our experiences with black men or white men, you know, like what the dating pool has been like in like layman's terms, though. I don't feel like we really scraped the surface of this. I feel like there's there's more to talk about, you know, like statistically speaking between the relationships of, you know, same racial couples or, you know, interracial interracial couples. Is that that the, the word we're looking for? mixed couples whatever it is you know what i mean like there's so many experiences that we haven't talked about because we just have the two of us on this on this particular day you know what i mean and all we gonna do is talk shit and laugh about it that's that's how we've always been that's how all of our conversations have always been don't get me wrong sometimes we clap we clap on whatever issue it is that we're talking about which y'all have not been around to hear because we do breakfast like every now and again yes. just hop on a video call mm-hmm. and just talk mad shit um and they're some of the best conversations i've ever had i'm gonna say it now ah they really are and they're so are. much fun they're so much fun and but, i'm like we need to put we need to start recording our conversations like some of them are so unhinged and i'm like these could be great clips <laughs> this is true and i think you are so profound for me, like you, everything she says is like so, like oh, I didn't think about it that way. Oh, maybe she you saw right. how maybe my you... eyebrows were raised. I'm like profound where, but but I'll take it. Like, I will take sometimes it. Sometimes she'll take say it. some. Sometimes she says things, and you'd be like, "Oh, girl, that hit." Okay, yeah. I understand. And it's and then other times it'll just be some bullish, and we and just bullshit. Like, and like, then I'm about to hang up like, right now. <laughs> other times you're like, "Why do I call you?" You might. <laughs> Why, why do yeah. I call you? Mm, girl. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Well, Today's the day. I know. I know. Mm. Well, this has been lovely. Yes. This has been and fun. I would love to have a part two. Yes! So- <laughs> Where I can figure out my mic because, oh my god, I feel like my levels is hot. It is not. It's not. It was All right. really good. No, you gonna see it. You gonna you you gonna hear it later. <laughs> I'll, I'll fix. I'll fix the low we'll, somewhere. We'll figure it out. We'll figure, um, out. We'll figure it out. Yes, but definitely uh, stay tuned, guys, for a part two of this conversation because uh, I can't have it too long. But um, there will be a part two. I know that we were just kind of all over talking about our dating experience, but I promise in part two, we will get down to the bottom of what it's like for interracial dating, why we think interracial dating can be beneficial or not Mm -hmm. beneficial. Um, And also what that's looking like for society uh, in the up and coming years. Mm. So again, this is Nisi and it's your girl, Keisha. My name is Keisha Osei. I'm a journalist in Canada, Toronto, or Toronto, Canada, English hard. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Free Spirit. That's F R I I S P I R I I T. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to add her TikTok. Come here, TikTok for her Instagram. Also, I'm going to, um, I'm, well, there's going to be like a whole little ad thing with us and everything else, but I'm going to add that and I hope that you guys tune in. Um, please stay tuned for part two. Please like, share, and follow the podcast. And also follow me on IMV Nisi Dash. Um, I believe it's IMV Nisi Dash 87 or just IMV Nisi Dash. That's my fault. Um, also, the underscore love is and the is is IZ. Love is pro- um, podcast. And I would like for you guys to join. Now, Friday, normally I put a not going to lie link up. And it's been interesting. People are shooting their shots instead of just Oh my God, it is so entertaining to just sit back and read some of them. Oh, the (laughs) dumpster fire some days. Yes, and I'm just like, it's about the podcast. Mm -hmm. Please enter the podcast. They're like, how about a date? I'm like, it's a podcast. Right, sir, sit down and listen to the episode. Yes, yes, please, uh, Check the Not Gonna Lie link. You could tell us what you think about the episode. I am going to put that down and the Spotify and Apple link. Otherwise, not, you guys, thank you so much. Take care. Take life with you. And we will see you later in part two. Bye.